Welcome to Full Potential, Thriving with Neurodiversities. I'm your host, Sarah Intonato. This podcast teaches parents of children with neurodiversities, such as autism, ADHD, learning disabilities, and beyond, to support their kids in reaching their full potential so that they can thrive instead of letting stereotypes define them. My mission is to end suffering amongst these parents by giving them the tools to heal themselves, which in turn empowers them to be bold, confident advocates for their children. By addressing a variety of topics, such as well-being, advocacy, and spirituality, these parents stop being the victims of a broken system and instead succeed in providing their unique children with exactly what they need to thrive and share their gifts with the world. One by one, these families now change the world through their uniqueness instead of being victimized by it. Are you ready? Let's get started. Let's talk about stress. Nobody wants to talk about it. It's not fun. It's not glamorous, although some people wear their stress as a badge of honor, especially if they're wrapping up their self-worth in doing and being a martyr. But The stress felt by parents of neurodiverse kids is very real. And I want to talk about why, because many of them are wondering, what's wrong with me? Why am I so tired? Why am I so drained? Why am I losing my patience? Why am I becoming the mom who's yelling at the end of the day? I don't want to be that lady or dad for that matter. And I want to start this episode by saying that you have control over this. You don't have to be that person. And I'm going to give you some resources in this episode and in the show notes that are going to help you tremendously. But before we talk about why parents of neurodiverse and medically complex kids are stressed, let's talk about what stress does to you. Stress inhibits your immune system. And certainly in the last couple of years with viruses going around and whatnot, Having a strong, healthy immune system is your best health insurance. It's necessary. Stress inhibits your sleep and your ability to truly rejuvenate your body, not just in terms of how long you sleep, but in your body's activities that occur at night that you might not even be aware of, in purifying your organs, detoxifying your cells, in your digestive processes, etc. Stress shuts all of these things down. Slowly, maybe not completely, but in ways that can be very dicey for your long-term well-being. Stress can absolutely provoke inflammation, which is a precursor to almost every disease right now. I attended a presentation by Deepak Chopra a few years ago, and he made a point to say several times that stress and anxiety are currently being studied as the two most powerful root causes of every preventable disease. And in his words, most diseases are preventable with lifestyle choices. And lifestyle doesn't just mean the foods that you eat or the quantity of sleep that you get. It also means managing your stress. So by now we know this is pretty important. And 
If you're a parent of a neurodiverse kid, and I'm guessing that you are because you're listening to this podcast, it's okay to admit that you might have more stressors in your life than parents of neurotypical kids. And I can say this for sure because I have one of each. And that doesn't mean you're angry. It doesn't mean you're resentful, but it does mean you probably have more to juggle. I have many stress management tools in my toolbox. I've been a yoga practitioner with devotion for over 20 years. So even when stress kicks up really intensely in my life and there are more variables that have to be handled, there are more people and things that have to be handled, I don't feel it in the same way that people do when they don't have tools. I notice it. I might not enjoy it, but it doesn't shut me down. Again, because I have tools that regulate my nervous system. But if you don't have tools that regulate your nervous system, you might be feeling shut down. You might be feeling symptoms of PTSD, anxiety, depression. This is all very real. And you're not hallucinating if you're feeling all of these things and or maybe just more exhausted than your peers. Very often, kids with autism and other neurodiversities require more health interventions, more doctor's appointments, more money spent on these interventions and supports. They require more one-on-one attention. And that might mean parents are acting as caregivers, not just parents. They're not just fun mom and dad who do homework with you and tuck you into bed or do fun outings, but they're also stepping into the role of therapists, teachers, guides. That takes time and energy. That time and energy has to come from someplace. That's time and energy you're not spending watching Netflix. That's time and energy you're not spending on other things that you might want to be doing. So I say this because too often parents judge themselves and ask themselves, why do I feel so stressed? Why do I feel so tired? Why is because you're managing more variables in your child's life. This is not something that's made up. This is not a hallucination. In your life, this is reality. And it's also your responsibility your choice that you can make or not to manage the stress and improve your quality of life. I also want to remind you that improving your quality of life will improve your child's quality of life. Let's look at this on the most basic level. If you have less stress in your life, data says you will be healthier. If you're healthier, what does that allow you to do? The very least, it allows you to be on this planet longer, most likely, so that you can be there for your child and watch them grow and develop. It allows you to have more energy, more reserves, to be the fun parent when the time is there, be the strong parent when it's needed hard to do those things when you're drained. And parents of neurodiverse kids often operate from a broken strategy. They are constantly putting their kids' needs first. 
many of them are afraid that if they don't, it means they're not a good enough mom or dad. But always putting your kids first and never yourself is a broken strategy because it doesn't matter if you're giving your kid all their green vegetables to eat and limiting their screen time. If they're absorbing your stress, that's what they're going to remember. If you go to the gym every day, but then you come home and are cranky and resentful, they're going to remember that. That's the impact that you will leave on their childhood. It strains relationships. It creates trauma responses. Not because you're trying to do a bad job as a parent, but because you're holding so much that your kids feel you starting to crack. What's possible for you if you decide to put yourself first for a change? Because the real issue is not whether or not you want to be less stressed. Everyone will say they want to be less stressed. The real issue is whether or not you're committed to doing what it takes to manage your stress. And this is precisely why I've created a free new guide, five simple ways to manage your stress right now. Not tomorrow, not after you have the doctor's appointments, not after the kids start school, not after vacation is over, but now. It's a simple checklist. It's basic. And you can dive into it today. What's possible for you if you decide that today is the day you put yourself higher on the priority list, maybe even the highest on the priority list, though I know that might feel very edgy to you. I have a new client who I see. She's a parent of children with autism. And I met her because I work with her children doing rapid prompt method. And one day she pulled me aside and said, hey, I heard that you do yoga. Is that true? I hadn't even talked to her about it because she was so focused on the kids. And I said, yes, it is true. And she said, well, I need to do it with you because the stress of this is killing me. She signed on. She enrolled. She's changing now. She recognized her stress levels were not fine. She chose to no longer pretend she was okay going it alone. She chose to no longer pretend that she valued the expertise of experts who had not walked in her shoes and didn't know what she really felt. She chose to change that. It's an honor to support her. It's an honor to watch her show up for herself every day and choose something different for her life. It doesn't mean all her problems have gone away overnight. Because you can't control anyone outside of yourself. But as my dear friend Lisa Carpenter says, if you are standing up and you draw a circle around your two feet, everything outside of that circle you cannot control. You can't even control your children a lot of the time. But everything inside that circle you can control. Your eating, your sleeping, your stress, the words you say to yourself and to others, the thoughts you think about yourself and others, 
It's a simple but powerful realization. And too often people give their power away and go searching for that big, crazy solution that someone on the internet is telling them that they need. When really what they need is to prioritize themselves. It's really that simple. I'm not going to waste your time further and make chit-chat about things that don't really matter. All that matters is that you make a choice for yourself to elevate yourself on the priority list today. That's all. And if you click the link in the show notes, the checklist for five simple ways to lower your stress today is going to help you do it. And I'm going to challenge you to start doing every single thing on that list today. You might read that list and think, oh, these things are so simple. I'll do them another time. Later, if you tell yourself, I'm going to do it later, it's simply a myth. That's something people tell themselves when they're not willing to prioritize themselves now. The belief that you're not worth taking action now is going to cost you in the long run. And only you know what it's going to cost you. It might seem time-consuming to make these changes. It might seem scary. It might seem expensive, though most of the solutions are very simple and easy. But when you break it down, you can't afford not to. What do you hope to gain by waiting? What do you hope to gain by continuing to put everyone else first and taking action on them now and not yourself? So with no further ado, click the link in the show notes, download that checklist, email me, sarah at sarahintonanto.com. I can't wait to hear how these simple strategies change your life right now. Commit to doing them every day for a week, every day for a month even, and then imagine what's possible for you if you keep going and get more support along the way. Thank you so much for listening. Have a great day. Take care. If today's show resonated with you, please leave a review through your favorite podcast provider as it's an important step in allowing new listeners to find us when they need to hear this message in their own lives.